Welcome to Pageantland, the UK's premier podcast for all things pageantry, with your host, Jessica Barkley. Here you'll find guest experts, past, present and future queens, plus my own personal insights into what it's like to follow your pageantry dreams. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give us a share on social and pop me a review on iTunes. Now strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode. In this episode, we have the fabulous Abby Roberts. Abby, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us your your title and um, a little bit about uh, your background in pageantry. Yeah. Hi, I'm Abby. I am your pure international national queen, Scotland. I have been doing pageants for seven years. I've been doing a lot of charity pageants before um, going up until national pageants. And I actually did pure two years running and I won my title this year in January. Before we carry on with this episode, I just wanted to say a massive thank you to this season's sponsors, Earring Envy. Earring Envy stopped an incredible range of perfect pageant jewellery for on and off stage. With their vast colour ranges, sizes, plus a whole host of clip-on options, we are absolutely sure you will find what you need over on their website, www.earringenvy.co.uk. So our question one, what is your favourite pageant round and why? Oh, I like that question. Um... I love, I do love all of them, but I've got to say evening, um, just because it's so elegant, it's so feminine, it's something that you wouldn't really wear on like a day-to-day basis, mm. whereas I feel like with fashion wear, I mean, not that you'd walk around or go out in a train in a big case, but you can kind of get away with it, whereas like Why evening, not? it's very... <laughs> Why you go out in all those things? I'm totally up for going around in all those things. Yeah, I am, but like, do you know what I mean? Like, your everyday person probably isn't, <laughs> um, but us public girls are. Um, but yeah, definitely not like evening wear because it is it is pageantry to me. That's what you mm. kind of see and um, imagine pageant girls in, and it's, you just have a whole sense of feeling like um, you're on top of the world, kind of thing. Like, this is you, you're here, you arrive, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. And we're gonna we're gonna move away from the pageant question. So, if you could be an animal, what would you be and why? Oh, um, I would be a koala bear. Koala <laughs> bear. <laughs> because they're really cute and cuddly, and um, they get to explore like going up all the trees and like having like the view from really high they get to kind of see the world yeah from up top something that we wouldn't normally get to see as humans i like that like having like the different aspect of things and um, if you <laughs> can live anywhere in the world where would it be and why um it would have to be greece a hundred percent i love greece i've been um three times uh till now 
and I am planning um, hopefully when COVID's over and everything's kind of settled and um, to go back again I just love it it's just the whole it's like atmosphere out there and um, my mum actually got married in Greece as well yeah so it kind of told something special um, oh. it's just lovely it's a I love the people, the places, it's just beautiful. My mum always wanted to retire to a villa in Greece. That was her thing. It was always one of my goals was to buy her a villa in Greece, which neither happened, but never mind. Um, the, the thought was there. Um, yeah. And that was, that was actually our holiday last year. Yeah. We were going to go back. We were just going to go back to the same place, which was Greece. And just, yeah, it's always got a lovely, it's a lovely chilled, mm-hmm. chilled vibe, great culture. Um, what's the best gift you've ever received online? Ooh, getting my thinking hat on for this one. Um, <laughs> I would say I had um, a little jar once, and, and it sounds so silly because most people would probably answer like a Louis Vuitton bag or do you know what I mean? Something that you'd probably think, oh wow. Um, but for me, it's more like the sentiment behind the gift. Yeah. So I had like this jar, and um, each time we had like little, my best friend at the time, we had like little memories. We'd mm. write on the memory on the little book, and then we'd like screw it up, put it in the jar. So like every year, it used to be like either birthday or Christmas, we used to sit and read each memory. So we'd always like kind of remember it. Yeah. It was really cute. <laughs> oh, no, I love that. That see that's yeah that's that's my kind of good gift. I don't I don't tend to like stuff for the sake of stuff. Um, too many too many things, so I'm really tricky to yeah, buy. Yeah, like it's definitely. Right, oh my... yeah, like I don't get me wrong. I'd love a Louis Vuitton bag. Like if anyone's <laughs> listening and wants to buy me one, then feel free. But <laughs> <laughs> the sentiment behind it is definitely like, you know, it's um more it's more special that way oh yeah no no I'm I'm I do love a really nice bag but I'm literally like I've got a light clutch a dark clutch a dancing clutch so something that's really small that you can literally get your phone and your card in but that's it um (laughs) big handbag and a medium-sized handbag and then like a business handbag that's got actually got a built-in laptop case and stuff in it and that's that's it. And I don't buy another one unless one of those needs replacing. Because I just so good. I can't handle having like too much stuff. It doesn't like wouldn't matter how much money or space I had. I just don't like the idea of stuff for the sake of stuff. Um, the one yeah. should I have is gym kit though. I do tend to buy a lot of gym kit. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, to be fair, you've been doing a lot, um, haven't you? Um, well, I train eight times a week. So I'm like wow and, I, and you don't always even want to wear the same like even to try and get it through the washing quick enough you can't get through the wash quick enough and it depends on the weather and the type of training based on what you need so sort of like winter gym kit and summer gym kit and strength training and cardio like I need lots of gym kit surely yeah it's a need not a want <laughs> yeah it's a survival purchase <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, in a movie of your life, who would play you and why? Hmm. Ooh. I'd like to say I'd want um, Mila Kunis to play me because she's like such a fab actress. Um, and 
I just kind of like when you picture someone playing you, like she not that anything like her, don't get me wrong, like she's absolutely stunning, like she's unreal. But um she kind of is like a chameleon in that sense. She can kind of um play different kind of characters, um and relate to each character, which is quite which is what I would see myself being. Yeah. As well. She was in Bad Mum, wasn't she? That's the one that's yes. yeah, yeah. That that I just I, uh, yeah, I was like, I am picturing the right person because I'm so bad with names. But yeah, that is just so funny in that. So funny. It was hilarious. And that's what I mean. Like, she plays a different role in everything. And I think it's, like, important because she's still humble in herself. Like, you can tell, still tell it's her as a person, which is great. Um, But it's nice to be able to explore and go into different kinds of fields, which is why I think she'd be kind of good to play me. Oh, no, awesome. Um... If you were to become famous for something, what's it most likely to be? Hmm. I would hope it would be for makeup, um, because I do makeup um, on the side type thing, um, and I do pageantry as well. So hopefully, um, be a famous makeup artist. I would absolutely love that, um, especially seeing all of like the amazing professionals that are out there seeing all their little launches, or say little big launches, and um, the, the amazing opportunity that kind of come with that, I think that's what I'd love to be famous for. I'm trying to remember what, there was a documentary, um, it's like a documentary series, I feel like it was called something like Unwrapped, or maybe Explained? on Netflix. I'm going to go with Explained on Netflix. Um, and the first episode was all about like the rise of the smaller in- independent makeup brand and how the big makeup brands used to, you they, what you couldn't infiltrate. It, you couldn't uh-huh. get past like the, the, the Lanka and the, Ch- the Chanel, the Estee Lauder. They were, they were the big brands and it was just, they had the budget to blow any small independent out the water. Um, and then because of uh, exposing certain things that were appearing in products that you wouldn't necessarily want to put on your face like different bits of animal and stuff like this and mm-hmm. um and plastics and things that people were going oh no that it gave this opening and then thanks to social media gave this sort of a free platform for people to start promoting these independent brands that respond really quickly to demand of clients like there's one independent that was doing, I can't remember the name of it, but it, it's it's a big name now. But it's so, it's so like literally they design, um, work on the the chemicals, create all in one uh, factory because they're yeah. a small independent. They don't outsource anything. So if everyone on Instagram starts saying they want a palette with three types of lime green in it, they can get it to market within like five days. I was That's just. It was like they, the like the demand. That's why they're able to. They're, they're putting it, keeping everything in one place, and they're able to respond to demand and all those limited edition palettes. They always make less than they think they're going to need because they always find out they sell out faster if they they're less available and things. But it's just allowing them to make all these yeah these little short runs and respond to demand. It was fascinating. I'm pretty sure it was explained on Netflix. Um, I definitely have to check that out. I don't think I've actually not seen, like come across that yet. Um, so definitely we'll have a look 
I'll go back through because it was it was one of a series that so should still be in my continue watching. And if it was something else, then I'll I'll stick it in the show notes and let you know. But I'm sure it was I'm sure it was part of the explained series. Um because there's an unwell series as well I've been watching, but I think it was before I started watching that, where they like the first mm-hmm. series is debunking um oils. Uh, okay yeah the the homeopath oils that apparently can cure covid and we all knew that that was a lie <laughs> they do <laughs> homeopathic oils do some great stuff curing covid is not one of them and <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> um, which one of your personality traits do you find the most annoying or frustrating to yourself probably um always kind of striving to be a perfectionist mm-hmm. because I get so annoyed at myself when I don't um, get to where I want to be. But then, like, my friends would be like, I'd be like, this is amazing, you've just done this. Um, don't be too hard on yourself. I'd be like, no. Like, in my head, I'm thinking, no, I need to be above that. I need to be one step ahead. And it can get quite um, hard to kind of roll yourself back and be like, okay. Like, you, to kind of, like, pat yourself on the back, you know, to, you've done, you've done good. You don't need to kind of go ahead do you know what I mean like it's great to strive forward and um be a perfectionist to get the details to get everything right but everything doesn't need to be right like it's okay to have some things that aren't like it's human don't don't let, the, don't let the perfect be the victim of the good or, or along those lines like, like don't don't not do something good because you're too busy trying to make sure it's perfect um yeah. actually said within um because I'm yeah I've massively struggled with perfectionism for years um and mm-hmm. I think it was another episode I've recorded recently um and I said that I I had to find a way of dealing with it and mine is I have an 80 20 rule if it's 80 percent perfect it's perfect and I just ignore the 20 percent um those those are the numbers I can work with like some people can be happy at 60 percent and that's their level of perfect that they're willing yeah. to, to roll it out with but it was sort of pick your own pick your numbers when you're in a good space pick your numbers and be like that I'm only going to ask 70% perfect of myself and I'm going to let the rest go or whatever it may be but mine's mine's 80 20 yeah. find that quite definitely helpful. need to do that we'll definitely do that because mm. I mean you you do a lot of video content and things so I can I can really appreciate with that particularly with if you've got if you ever editing anything my editing has got so much more blasé now than it used to be. I used to be like, oh, got to change this and all the shadow looks funny on that. And I think it's part of the reason mm-hmm. I like podcasting over video is there's less to faff about with. Yeah, that's so true. Honestly, like even uploading a picture nowadays, it's so like hard to kind of gauge because you're constantly thinking of what other people as well will think of that photo rather than what you thought of that photo originally. And, the thing- and it's just like the whole... Yeah. <laughs> and those you can make something, in your opinion, completely perfect, and there will still be someone that's not going to be happy with it. Someone will still okay. find fault in it. It's like when I've tried to word posts that are a bit controversial. Um, mm-hmm. and it's like I need to make this perfect because it's, otherwise it might rile people up the wrong way. And I'm like, just has to remind myself that actually three different people could read this post and they'll all hear something different in it. You, yeah your your perfect will never be someone else's perfect not that we we are able to find our own perfect <laughs> well, <laughs> like I said perfect okay. um very good question um apt question for you uh what cosmetic product could you not live without 
yes, I love this question. Um, the product that I could not live without is definitely like skincare as a whole. But out of that, I would say um, primer. And mm. um, for the primer, it would need to have like an SPF in it because it is so important to have something to protect yourself from the skin. Um, from the sun, sorry, because your skin is is you. It's you have it for life. It, you need to look after it. Um, and without having like the SPF in it, obviously the sun damage and it can lead to things like cancer, cancer and stuff like that. So definitely a primer that has a really good SPF in. Usually about thirty five. I am full. Um. So yeah, I definitely couldn't live without. That's my makeup bag must have <laughs> i spent a long time trying to find uh i've now found a a facial moisturizer that's a factor 50 um wow. took a while but i got there in the end <laughs> i'm like I'm, <laughs> I'm all about the factor 50 on my face like i have a um i found this you know the bronzing sticks that have got like the brush built into them yeah yeah i found one like that that's not bronzer it's translucent but it's spf so it's, that's only an SPF 30, but it's great for putting on over the top of your makeup because it's like it's designed to be like just putting a translucent powder over the top. But it means that you can uh-huh. pop up your SPF without damaging your makeup. I was like, perfect. Mama needs one of those. Like, <laughs> <in> my basket. <laughs> I was like, winner. It was, a, it was on Amazon. It was recommended. It's an American brand. So I think it was a, it's a little bit more expensive to buy over here, but it. Uh-huh. And I know it does, you should only have SPF for a year, but I, I've, I, one stick will last me two seasons. Um, but this, obviously, I haven't, I've hardly been outside this year, so it's not been used very much. Um, but we need SPF all year round, even when it's not in the summer, I guess. I like, I'm, I'm like SPF 50 and a hat and sunglasses and I'll sit in the shade. <laughs> I'm the worst, like for, um, for Bernie. And like, even when I've been abroad and stuff like that, I'll go away and I've been like to Greece for two weeks and I'll come back. And I'm not even joking, I'm the same colour. I'm either burnt or I'm the same colour. Like, I'm never tanned. <laughs> I'm never like, I'm literally laughing myself in like suntan lotion just because I'll either go to a crisp or I'll do nothing. Yeah. Like, it's, it's so sad. That's a lot of nice tan, holiday tan. No, I'm 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 all about the spray tan. Otherwise, I'm Casper, the friendly ghost. Um, <laughs> I'm like li- literally translucent, and I'm very veiny as well. So my skin will show like I'll be I'll basically look green because my veins show through so much. <laughs> I've got a bit of a tan at the moment because I've been running so much in lockdown. But other than that, bring on the winter, and hopefully the spray tan ladies will be back out in force, and I can get my tan on again. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's where I'm missing. Maybe I need to start running and start getting tan that way. <laughs> yeah, except I've got really funky tan lines. So I'm limited with what, if I want to look nice, I have to wear something with quite a high back. <laughs> so I've got oh yeah, cool. a zebra stripe from my, from my sports bra. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Cool. Um, if you can listen to music from only one artist or band for the rest of your life, who would it be? It would be the 1975. I absolutely love them. Um, they've been a, like they've been around for me for a while. Um, I'd say I've kind of figured them not figured them out, but started listening to them in high school. Uh, I went to see them a few times, and every time I just 
with Microsoft. I love them. They're always that kind of band that not I don't necessarily always play when I go and select my music like on Spotify or anything like that. But I know if I kind of don't go to my usual playlist or the one that you kind of just quickly press on on Spotify, yeah. they're the bands that I know that I can rely on for good music. Um, kind of gets you in the spirit of like that kind of happiness vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I just love them. They're fab. I'm like, oh, I must spend so much of my life trying to find what I want to listen to on Spotify or otherwise. Like sometimes you're like, I'm going to that playlist, but I'm not not very good at that at the moment. Seem to jump around a bit too much. <laughs> um, uh-huh. well, it's Spotify allows you to have that so many selections, don't they? They have like um, uh, recommendations on what you usually have and then they have like the topics and everything. Like, there's so much choice, it's crazy. And have you tried radio on there? So this, this is something I newly discovered. If you're on a song that you like and you hit the three little dots um, next uh-huh. to the song, I'm going to have to remember how to do it so I'm saying, saying it right. Um, so you've got a song open, you hit the three little dots and scroll down, like it says, add to my playlist, add to queue, share. And then it says, go to radio. And it creates a whole radio station of songs based on that one song. Uh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, uh, it's like when you've got a playlist and you get to the end of the playlist and it creates like a little bundle of options at the bottom. It's just that based on one song and it'll build like a whole playlist. I've oh, I've had some epic workout playlists based off doing that. And I only found that out mm. months, like two months ago, maybe. Well, um, I've just found that out now. So thank uh, you. I'm going to be doing that. <laughs> So much joy. Um, which imaginary fantasy or mythical place would you most like to visit? Oh, um, I would say, like, the, you know, The Hobbit, the film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there, like the whole um, that Lord, Lord or is that Lord of the Rings? It's called oh, the Shire. That's it. There we go. The Shire. The Shire. I was like, where's yeah. Mordor um, from? Am I making that up? Is that not actually a place? <laughs> no, it's Mordor, and that is Mordor. Mordor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you tell I've not actually watched Lord of the Rings? <laughs> <laughs> well, you were close, so I'll give you that. I, do, I <laughs> love that um, film film. But yes, uh, The Shire. I know they've got like the remake, well, where the film device is there. Um, of it that you can go and like visit, which would be quite cool. So it's not technically fantasy, but it, but in the film it's fantasy because you you imagine it not being real. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you want it I'd with hobbits. If you were gonna go, yeah, with the actual hobbits while you're there. Like otherwise, what's the yeah, definitely. That? <laughs> <Isn't it? laughs> um, which reality TV series, past or present, would you most likely most like to go on? Vampire Diaries. I love, oh, I love it. It's one of those series as well that I always do binge watch and go back to. Yeah. It's also one that quite a few people have watched, so it's always a good talking point. Um, whenever you want to get into depth or ask someone about an episode that's happened, anything like that. And also, how cool it would be to have vampires like roaming around. Obviously, not the ones that want to bite your skin or anything, but. <laughs> No. <laughs> I want them to bring, I want them to bring back Gladiator. 
I really, oh, wow. like, I really want to do Gladiator, but because they did, they bought it back and then it disappeared. Yeah, yeah I thought they did. They like, I, I looked at Ninja Warrior, um, and I did have a friend Ooh. that did that, but he was he was like psycho, springy fit, um, and I'd have to change so much of how I train. So maybe one day, maybe when I'm like an OAP, if they do an OAP Ninja Warrior. Um, that would be so cool. I'll be like, I recognise her. I know who she is. <laughs> Gladi- Gladiator, I would love to do. Love, love, love to do Gladiator. Um, I just, uh, even the outfits were brilliant. Um, well, they were bright pink and bright blue, so they matched the pageant land branding perfectly. Um, there we go. I feel like it's destiny. <laughs> like, I've been channeling Gladiator my whole life, secretly. <laughs> you need to email them, like, email the company and just be like, you need to bring it back, please. Because they do, um, I don't know if it's a permanent thing or it's a pop-up, but they do from time to time, the Crystal Maze. You can go and, oh, yeah. it's not for TV, but you can go and do the Crystal Maze with, like, a group of friends. And I'm like, that sounds like so much fun. Um, we could do that as a pageant brief. That would be oh, so a cool. pageant crystal maze challenge. Yes, that would be. Oh, I'm in. Um, what's the most fraught journey you've ever had to a pageant? So ask that again. What's the most fraught, what's the most fraught journey you've ever had to a pageant? Uh, troublesome, bad traffic. Um, can't think of anything. Else. I would, the other examples oh, now. Um, yeah. um, I would say I I went with a friend who um, was competing in her first national pageant, and we went together. And the traffic was insanely bad. Like we started out, we did start a couple of hours earlier just because. We thought if there was anything that you know would crop up, then we were covered in that kind of sense. Yeah. But honestly, the two others didn't make any difference. Um, we were just stuck in like standstill for ages. And then when we got like close to the venue, we weren't even that far away from it, but we would just come off one of the multiway um junctions. And like it, it took us the something that took us to this island, and I remember it now. We were going around it, and it kept telling us to take this left turn. And we were like, okay, we'll try and take this left turn. And it was literally like, there was no roads. It was like dead end. There was nothing. I was like, well, where do we go from here? Like, none of us knew where we were, like, other than we knew the venue because we'd been there before. But we didn't kind of know, like, we couldn't remember how we got there or the right kind of way to get there type thing. We were like, where do we go from here? So we were like panicking. And we ended up having to ring, like, the pageant director and um being like, can you direct us to like where we've got a girl we're on this this um and I remember having to get changed like it's kind of straight in straight to it into my interview where like straight away and I literally just got into the door and my name was called like it was literally mental <laughs> it was so like hey it was I one of those like oh. it just Sometimes it just happens. Like I'll go two days early just so I'm not late for stuff. Now I'm either really early or late. I, on time is just not a possibility. No. So I, I couldn't believe it. Just all the all the fun and last thing you want when you're stressed and stuff is like I always say to people like, try and try and go a day before just to get a bit more settled and be on the safe side. Like 
if you get there and you've got no reservation, then you've got chance to like find another hotel before you actually have to get ready for anything. But yeah, all the fun. Um, what skill would you most like to have? I would love to be able to sew. Um, it is kind of something that I could probably learn, um, but I am quite, I'm not that great at the moment. Like, yeah. it kind of baffles me the whole, well, everything about it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> every time I seem to do it, it just never seems to go right. But how cool would it be to learn to sew and be able to make your own pageant outfits or even day-to-day clothes? Like, that's such a skill that I feel like it needs a lot of kind of training behind it. And um, and it is part of that hard work as well. So kind of putting the hard work behind it as well. Yeah. It's so cool just to have your own kind of like clothes. Like it doesn't matter about shops anymore. You can just go and make your own. Anything. I made an evening gown once, but I still got it. I think I got rid of it in the end because uh, I just uh-huh. it so many times. It might be it might it might be in the loft. I can't. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, mm-hmm. and I was really pleased with it actually, and it worked really well. I did. I I went to press it like literally the final press and forgot to turn the steam function on and melt melted a back panel and had to to take the zip out and this whole it was literally the worst bit to to have damaged it was a really small bit luckily so it had some fabric left but um it was such a tricky bit to take it all out on a palm build it back together (laughs) you'll definitely have to show me like uh the dress like if I've got it, I'm, I'm sure I've got pictures of it somewhere. But I, yeah, I wore it for a ball. I wore it. Um, I wore it on stage for like Andram performances and parties, and I'm sure I wore it for a photo shoot at some point. Um, but it's uh, yeah. So I definitely got wear out of it, but I couldn't do it yeah. now. I think you forget with skills like that. You forget so quickly, and then you have to build them back up with a bit of practice and confidence. I've made like quilts yeah, like- and stuff, but. Wow, like retraining definitely. Um, I think with anything like kind of like that, you a bit of a refresher course kind of thing does the world good, doesn't it? Definitely. One day, hopefully, when Felicity is a bit bigger and we can go together. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, true or false? It is better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all. I think that's true. Um, I believe uh, that it is but it's better to have loved because if you haven't loved then you haven't really felt you haven't opened yourself up to allow that to happen and yes it's painful when you get hurt um but it's worth it and pain does bring you do come out the other side it brings you kind of bring it you learn more about yourself you know what i mean you kind of come on top in the end and you do learn things from past mistakes so i think it's an important step in your life journey we were saying the gym you damage the muscle when you're weightlifting for it to come back bigger and stronger and and I feel that with love like each heartbreak you as long as you take away from it what you're meant to you're you can make your heart stronger and ready to love with more more fire and passion the next time around definitely uh what is your favorite movie oh uh my favorite movie Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> it's, it's like... Oh, uh, Stitch. Yes, yes, yes. It's, it's one of those ones that you do you just go back to. It's your childhood kind of movie. Um, because obviously Noah is at that age that he's starting to 
understand more. He loves Stitch, he loves Disney. Um, it's kind of given me like excuse to go back to it as well because I'm like, oh, no, it's here. But then, like, like secretly, when he's not here, I'm just like, what should I watch now? Just pick Stitch off. But it's one of them films that you just remember. And I just love it. And all the merchandise and everything. I'm just like, oh. Leela was uh, the whole, what is it, Hawaiian roller coaster, and there's another one like Hawaiian piece of music from there that Felicity loves to have on in the car. Um, but we don't, it's it's not, um, it's not a language that I know. Um, and so we're trying to sing along to it, but we're just sort of making up words as we go along. It's great because she, even if it was in her language, she would still make up words, but um. I was about to, I'm going to sound completely stupid for a moment. Hawaii, Hawaiian is the language of Hawaii, is it? They speak Hawaiian. Yeah. So like I, that, I think so. <laughs> sound, sounded wrong for a moment, but it's, they do speak Hawaiian and Hawaii. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, it's one of those where like, um, oh. like they don't speak Swedish in Sweden, they speak Swiss, like there's a slight play on the word. So I was just having a, a complete... Um, uh, Brain bottom burp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's that. Um, I'm I'm awful for stuff like that though. Honestly, like I am not. I'm definitely more of a practical um person, like than a word. Okay, um, word. The word's going out of my head now. <laughs> then, um, um, your practice, uh, common sense, not book smart. There we go. That's, That's me. It. That's me. I've I've googled Hawaiian. Yes, they do speak Hawaiian in Hawaii. Like yeah. having like a complete moment of like, because I know you are a Hawaiian if you are from Hawaii, but that doesn't necessarily yeah. always mean that that's the language spoken. I do like I'm a smart person, but sometimes I'm like I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> it happens to the best of us. <laughs> and what's the worst thing you've forgotten to take to a pageant? Oh, well, I don't, I actually don't think I forgot anything because I am very organised in that sense. Like I have, I organised it probably like a month before. <laughs> it's, it's fair and silly, but I am, I'm usually the worst person for getting things. So for a pageant, I make sure that I've got everything. But I don't know if this counts as like forgetting, but um, I actually had a dress that I brought from, one of the pageant girls that had worn it on stage and she was actually the makeup artist at the pageant so she had brought it along with her so I actually only tried it on a day before I was meant to go on stage oh yeah so um Whoops. in that sense I kind of forgot a dress if that if, if, yeah. if I'll take that because it wasn't obviously in my suitcase um and I wasn't prepared in that sense for that but it did fit and I did wear it so it, it kind of all came together yeah excellent no, I'm, I'm, I can't remember I forgot something at Galaxy but it was something really small and I can't remember what it was now um like one of my like a water bottle or something like that like it was it was something insignificant that didn't matter so that was all okay yeah um at least you can find another one easily and those shoes I forgot a pair of shoes that I was just gonna wear for uh the workshop but actually uh -huh. within five minutes of getting to the workshop we put our stage shoes on anyway and I wore something I wore some other shoes that actually looked better that I had with me oh, that's 
yeah so it worked, worked out in the end um I phoned home to get my other half to bring them up but he wasn't going to be there in time for the workshop and I was like well I'll still have them then um just in case I need them later and then I didn't I didn't need them at all I, I definitely overpacked <laughs> um, what's that even in the packing yeah <laughs> which Disney character are you most like I would have to say oh this is tricky because they're also individual but they've all got traits do you know what I mean yeah um, do you go for one you look like do you go for one that's got a personality type it's completely up to you yeah I would I'm going to go with um, another thing that I can out of my head names of the characters um, do I go with a princess do I go with who the possible I'd say Lilo you go with Lilo I love Lilo how cute is she just because she's like different in the sense of the norm, if you know what I mean, is what everyone considers as like their normal. Where, but she's like so kind-hearted. Um, she just loves everything, and obviously falls in love with Stitch. Um, do you know what I mean? And he's like craziness, she's and she's very family-oriented as well. Yeah. Oh, it's like um, I saw a post the other day saying, "Can we just take a moment to appreciate Lilo's sister?" I'm going to say this wrong, Nani. Um, no, no, yeah. like she works so hard she's like trying to look after a, a child that's obviously going through emotional issues because she's lost her parents she's lost her own parents like she's just like that girl's like grinding and like getting like really going for it like can we just show some appreciation for her and I was like that's yeah. so true she should get this she so should and it's just crazy because she had the in the film obviously she had the social worker come around didn't she because yeah. Concerned about everything when she was literally doing everything she could. I'm so hoping to call when things go wrong, and things have definitely gone wrong. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. We watched it two days ago. That's in my defence. We watched it recently. <laughs> That's fine. Though. That's fine. Though. I'll let you off. <laughs> uh, where is the worst smelling place you've ever been? I would say um, definitely like a farm. Like, I know it's kind of like cliche to say because farm animals produce smell, do you know what I mean? But they are like, it is kind of, especially when there's a lot of animals, but when you go to the kind of like the bigger farms and the zoos and that kind of thing, um, you do kind of have that kind of smell, do you know what I mean? Like, especially like the farms that are more. But local farms as well that people obviously have and live on, mm. they do kind of have that strong smell to you. And it's the kind of that smell that, especially when you're driving past and you kind of have to wind the window up <laughs> or mm. turn the air con off when you go past, that's kind of that strong smell. Yeah, no. Piggy farms. Like I remember that. going to a wedding of my stepdad's, not his wedding, but like from his side of the family, on a pig, and mm-hmm. we stayed on a pig farm and it just stank. Uh-huh. I mean I'm a vegan now maybe things like that impacted me in the past but I was just like oh this is not pleasant it's just a smell isn't it it's just so like it's obviously nice nature and that's great um but 
I just, it's a smell of like it just puts you in that kind of mindset like oh I just like you should have don't you I do anyway like, yeah. I can't yeah. that kind of stuff. and you can't get it out of your nostrils for ages afterwards um, <laughs> um, <laughs> what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week oh um, I would say um, probably to be fair some bits about COVID and um, like the trafficking and stuff that's been going around because it is interesting to kind of read on it and see other people's point of view and what's actually going on and because there is so much information and mm. everyone's opinion is so different as well um, especially was, on Facebook because things can come across fake as well yeah I think there was when there was like there was everything was shut and it was just like very few things were open that you needed to worry about now because there are so many different things open and they've all got different levels of restrictions and non-restrictions and and you're kind of looking you're looking at all the people hanging outside in beer gardens not social distancing whatsoever and then you're going oh, why can't I go back to work like I've got friends that makeup artists um eyelash text things like that and they're like hang on a minute i'd only be seeing like three people a day and we'd all be masked and gloved and visored up and sanitized yeah i can go to the pub with loads of other people and all sit around a table eating food together how is that okay and um like yeah it's just it's very confusing i find it hard even to find regulations around fitness yeah. Like, as a PT, you're trying to find out what I can and can't do. And it's like, uh-huh. I'm, I'm actively seeking the information and you still can't necessarily find the the right thing. I did it's get... So I, yeah, I was quite happy about the whole, someone said they found COVID in chicken. I was like, yes, yeah, so come on, people, stop eating chicken. <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely, there's lots of reports of increase in veganism because we were only a six day we were six day a week vegans and we're now full-time vegans um and uh that we changed that during covid and they have literally every week i place my food order i just search the word vegan on Ocado, and there's always some new product like usually ice cream as well oh yeah there are some very yeah. good vegan ice creams that have come out of lockdown. Or, or have you tried the Magnum ones yet? You know the is it yeah. the is it the new one? Um, is it that one? They do they do yeah. they do vegan and Magnums. Um, I think my favourite so far. Oh, it's a bit of a tie. It's mm-hmm. actually a three way tie if I think about it because if I'm in a chocolate mood, Jude's do a low calorie vegan chocolate, which is very good. Ooh. Um, if I'm in a fruity mood, Alpro do a mango um, swirl vegan chocolate that tastes like having a Solero. Because it's oh like fruity like iciness with the creamy, like, um, ice creamy bit, which is really good. And um, oh, then yeah. this week, I finally caved to this rather expensive one, but it was totally worth it. Um, raw, as in raw like a tiger roaring, which I think it's a lion on the logo, a lion roaring. Um, oh. And it's a, it was a hemp seed chocolate brownie flavoured, and they've made chocolate brownies in it out of dates. So it's quite, it's quite calorific, but it's calories made of whole foods as opposed to made of junk. So I'm like, yeah, I can do that. 
I'm, I don't like junk. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take that. And oh my God, it tastes so good. It's so good. I'm not vegan. Um, I did try vegan. For, I, did, I went vegan for a week. I know it sounds like pathetic. No, no. <laughs> time, but no, I'm pretty. It's so hard. It's, and I think the shorter, it's like when I gave up alcohol, I tried to stop drinking before, like not, <laughs> I was an alcoholic, that sounds terrible. Tried to it's stop difficult. drinking before, but like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do like dry January and stuff like that. And I found it really hard. Yeah. Whereas when I said, I'm just a non-drinker now, and I didn't put a time limit on it, it was a lot easier, which is weird. Oh, because it was gonna be longer without a time limit than it was with the time limit. But it was, yeah, I just found it much easier. I think it was the, um, the egg for me honey and cheese them three things i mean to be fair honey i could let go of that like that wasn't too much of an issue um cheese i really found it hard to find a good vegan cheese and um eggs i love eggs i eat i much eat eggs every day like i'm obsessed with eggs so that was really hard to kind of like let go of but saying that like my um kind of diet now um i don't eat half as much meat as i used to um I do tend to opt for like vegetarian or vegan options when I'm buying food or going out for food. So it's I have cut down like quite a lot. Um and we're just kind of I'm trying to start slowly cutting it out. Um And that's the thing, it's just a reduction. We used to we as a planet, we used to consume meat without devastating our forests and rainforests and um having corrupt industries penetrating the government and mm-hmm. all the fun that comes with the animal industry um so it's just a reduction thing it's like I, I, I really can't get behind vegans that are like like militant vegans oh yeah you have to follow this this and this it's like no you don't and I oh some of them don't eat avocados as well I'm, a, I'm an avocado eating vegan I'm afraid I don't eat very many of them but I'm an avocado eating vegan and they are not I'm an avocado and but honey i i really like agave um just because yeah. i can i can spread it easier and it, we have the squeezy tube so we we hadn't really had honey for a long time anyway i'm mm-hmm. because of my pcos i can't have dairy um right so i only had to cut out goats and sheep's cheese instead of all the cheeses because dairy it was just the cow dairy um yeah and some, yeah, the cheese, the cheese is vastly improved though. How they, how much better vegan cheese it is now compared to where it was um, that in like two, three more years time, I imagine they'll have like blown that out of the water as well. And um, they're getting a lot better at things and eggs. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do still, that's probably the only thing I properly crave. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want a massive plate of scrambled eggs. Yeah, plus it's a protein and stuff as well. Like mm. it's, it's so hard. It's like, but people do, they do like a scrambled tofu. And I've seen vegan uh, boiled eggs. There's like things you can mix together that make like the dippy bit of an egg. But I've never tried any mm-hmm. of it. It's like, I haven't got, I haven't got that desperate yet, but I might do. Like you can scramble tofu to make it into scrambled eggs and stuff. And I like tofu them. to be fair. Mm, I, I like And but it's uh yeah there's lots of other things we'll try and i think particularly through the winter um but get a bit more experimenty with 
with foods and stuff um but it's uh yeah it's definitely definitely been a change but there's so oh that it's worth it for that raw ice cream <laughs> I'm literally the next stuff I'm buying it I'm, I'm doing it it's good because I love <laughs> Ben and Jerry's do some really good vegan ice creams but they're the ingredients list makes my stomach turn whereas the raw one just was a little bit better <laughs> yeah for ice cream, you can be like, yeah, that's, that's, that's better. I'll have that one. <laughs> I'd rather find a slightly healthier ice cream and be able to eat it more often. Whereas, like, chocolate, I'd rather buy a, like, have it less and be and have something really naughty. <laughs> yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, you have, like, your cheat day or your, like, binge day. Yeah. Like, um, um, Final question. Uh, Ooh, that's exciting. Question. What's something that will always be in fashion no much how no matter how much time passes? And I'm gonna I, I should have made this question more clear. Um, but it's not not necessarily clothing fashion, it could be like uh in trend, in vogue, a, a, like a good thing to do type thing, as opposed to the clothing definition of fashion. Okay. Um ooh. I would say, um, like, kind of the whole autumn trend with Vogue, especially since, like, the upcoming stuff. Um, But that, because that is kind of, you're always going to have, obviously, have different seasons and stuff, but that is kind of what I imagine that you could use wear and relate to throughout every kind of season yeah but the whole um different mismatch outfits that kind of thing mm. the stuff that's kind of like basics and then you can kind of add to as well um i think that that works really well and it's it's sustainable as well mm. oh we love a bit of sustainability <laughs> Yes, we do. <laughs> amazing. Oh, well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'm loving doing this series. I've had some right giggles. Um, yeah. You can tell the com- conversation tends to go off in lots of different directions. But um, thank you so, so much for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. It's wonderful you've given some of it to this episode. Please rock on over to our Facebook or Instagram and share your thoughts. And I would love you to give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, check the show notes or rock on over to our website, pageantlandpodcast.com for more information about the podcast or how you can be a guest on a future episode. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle your brightest when you're being yourself. See you soon.